thank you that, Lord, you've gathered us here to speak into our hearts and into our lives. Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, that you'll open up our hearts to receive your word. Lord, I'm your humble servant. I pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Speak to your people through me, your vessel. Have your way, Lord, even in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I apologize, I, I caught a cold. <laughs> so my voice is a bit uh, rusty, but hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited to be in church tonight? Yeah, I believe that God has a word for us. Hallelujah. And um, I've noticed that there's a trend that we try to rehash the vision that God has given to us, the slogan that God has given to us for the year in the, in the week celebrations. So the men have as their theme, men arise, hear, and obey the word. Hallelujah. Men arise, hear, and obey the word. And remember the word that God gave us at the beginning of the year is in Luke 11:28. I don't know how many of us memorized it. Can we say it together? Hallelujah. More than that, again, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Hallelujah. And so this is the general um, scripture or the general area that we'll be looking at tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. All right. But there's a sub-theme or a subtitle that says, Devotion to hearing the word and walking in obedience. Devotion to hearing the word and walking in obedience. Devotion to hearing the word and walking in obedience. So immediately I got this topic. I started to try and break down the words in the topic to see if, um, you know, I could prepare something to share. But just this afternoon, the Lord took me to a certain scripture and believe that that is what he wants me to share and so I would like us to turn our Bibles to John chapter 5. We'll be reading from verses 1 all the way to 11. John chapter 5. You can do the King James. John chapter 5. From verses 1 downwards. It said, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, 
of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season to the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30, 38, 30 and 8 years. This is King James. <laughs> when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there now a long time, in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another stepeth down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Hallelujah. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Hallelujah. He that said to me, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Hallelujah. I'm sure we are all familiar with this story. The man by the pool of Bethsaida, Bethesda, there are different renderings. This man had been lying there for 38 years and the Lord came and brought him healing and what I find interesting about this is the statement that Jesus makes in verse 8 which I think links directly to what he's telling us today as men he said rise take up thy bed and walk rise take up thy bed and walk. Hallelujah. Now, the, the place where this man was located, the Bible said it was by the sheep market. Other versions say it was by the sheep gate. Now, the sheep gate was probably where they will bring sheep that were being brought to the temple to be slaughtered. They would bring these sheep into the temple and they would keep them there. I don't know if anyone has been to a place where they sell sheep for. Do we have any, anyone who's got to buy a Christmas goat or <laughs> how does the atmosphere there um, smell like? <laughs> the, the scent of the wee-wee and the poo-poo of the sheep would have engulfed the whole place. And this man was lying there for how many years? 38 years. In this environment, that, I mean, 
Some will say it's not commodious at all. Hallelujah. This man was lying in this deplorable environment. Then, the Bible describes the people who were there. The Bible says that there were impotent folk. And there were blind folk there. And there were halt and withered folk. Hallelujah. Who are the impotent folk? I tried to look up what impotent means. And it says that unable to take effective action or helpless or powerless. Unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I believe that many men have been rendered impotent by the situations of life. Many men have been rendered impotent, unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. They are planning to do something. They have a vision they want to achieve. But some way, somehow, you find yourself unable to take that effective action. Some are not just impotent, but blind. Blind folk. Who are the blind? People who are unable to see. Having severely impaired or absolutely no sense of sight. Someone who is sightless. I don't know about you, but I know that sometimes we find that we lack vision. We are unable to see. We are unable to perceive what is ahead of us. In fact, another definition says that the blind man is unwilling or unable to perceive or understand. The things of this world can blind us. Various circumstances, things that happen to us can blind us. You find that you want to make a certain move, but you can't see it clearly. You are not sure where you are going. The other category of people that were in that place. The Bible calls them the halt. The blind, the halt. The halt are those who have a physical disability. Something in your body that makes you unable to do things. Hallelujah. Something in your body that makes you unable to function properly. A physical disability. And then the other category is people who were withered. To be withered is to become dry and shriveled. To become dry and shriveled. Now the interesting thing about being withered is that 
It means that there was a point in time when you were fresh and blossoming. But you have become dry and shriveled. I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, to tonight, but I know that, in fact, just after COVID, a lot of us have seen our spiritual lives shriveled. We have become dry. We have withered. For some, it's not just their spiritual life, but your business has withered. It used to be flourishing. It used to be blossoming. It used to be vibrant. But it has withered. Now, you see, this category of people who were there, the Bible said that they were waiting for the stirring of the water. They were waiting for the water to be stirred by an angel. And this happened just once in a year. So, you follow the story. You see that when Jesus asked the man want to behold, he was explaining that, hmm, you there, you don't know. It's not like I don't want to. But immediately the staring of the what happens, and I'm trying, and I'm trying. Almost there, then someone just enters the water. And I'm not able to receive this breakthrough. I'm not able to receive my healing. I'm not able to receive the deliverance that I want. Now, what this man did not realize was that Jesus was coming to give him the solution that he needed. Hallelujah. And tonight, I want us to lift up our eyes to the one who has the solution. His name is Jesus Christ. I don't know what you are going through, and I don't know why I feel burdened to share this. But someone is halted. Someone is withered. Someone is blinded. Someone is feeling impotent and powerless. But there's a man called Jesus who is able to restore. Hallelujah. Jesus came to give us access to that divine healing, that divine restoration that was set free. Hallelujah. Let's quickly look at verse 8. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Rise, take up your bed and walk. Tonight God is calling men to arise and hear his word and obey his word. Hallelujah. Certain things that you've been struggling with, certain things that you were unable to do, tonight God is sending his word to you. He's saying arise, hear his word and obey his word. Take up your bed and walk. You know, I've been thinking about it. If this man had heard this powerful word, rise, take up your bed and walk, and he had remained lying there, would he have experienced this victory? Would he have experienced this miracle? Many of us have heard the word of God several times, but we have failed to follow through. Tonight, the word of the Lord to you is rise, take up your bed, and walk.
rise, take up your bed, and walk. On the first night, we received the word from the Lord from Luke chapter 5. And I want us to look briefly at it. We are looking at the attitudes that we need to be able to experience this miracle, this breakthrough that the Lord has for us. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. So this is the story about Jesus before he told the disciples to launch out into the deep for a catch. Let's do it in the NLT so that we can move quickly. It says, one day Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and they were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, his owner, to push out into the water. And sat in the boat and taught there the crowds from there. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon said, we worked hard all night, all last night, and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. This time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners on the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was all struck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. We end on verse 10. And his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Then Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse 1. I think this is key from what the Lord shared with us. One of the key attitudes for us to be able to arise and to do what God wants us to do is that we need to be interested in the Word of God. We are living in a generation that seems to be interested in all other things except the Word of God. And like I said, if the man had not listened to what Jesus had said, he would not have experienced the blessing. And in this story, you see the same thing. Look at these crowds. What were they pressing him to do? To listen to the word. They were pressing to listen. We are rather pressing for a breakthrough. We are pressing for this, that, here, little, there, little... 
But these people were pressing to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. May God help us to be interested in the word. To have a desire to hear the word of God. They wanted to listen to him. So he had to move back and create room so that he could share the word. So he sat on the boat and began to share. Hallelujah. When we move to verse 3. He said to Peter, Simon Peter, he said, What? Well, push out a little into the water. Hallelujah. Push out a little into the water. I believe that God wants us to move a bit further into the water. A lot of us have been at the shore for so long and we are not experiencing the things that the Lord wants us to experience. And He's not asking you to launch out into the, the deep. On the first round, no. First, he said, just push out a little into the water. Hallelujah. And then, when you go to verse 4, what does he tell Simon Peter? Then he says what? Now, go out where it is deeper. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, go out where it is deeper. Go out where it is deeper. Hallelujah. God wants us to launch out into the deep where we can have a catch. Launch out into the deep where we can have a catch that we have never had before. But it starts from pressing to hear his word. It starts from launching out a feather from the shore. And then he says, let's go deeper. Hallelujah. I pray that as men we will arise and go deeper. As men, we will arise and go deeper into God's word. As men, we will have a desire to know God more and to go deeper with God. Hallelujah. The title, the, the, the topic that I was giving says, Devotion, Devotion to the Word. Going deeper. It's a certain level of devotion to the word. Devotion is, is a deep love or a loyalty. An act of giving effort and time to something. Hallelujah. When was the last time you gave effort and time to the study of the word? Giving effort and time to something. A certain deep love for something. Launch out into the deep, somebody. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. This is the story of Moses and the burning bush. So Moses is keeping his sheep on the mountain, Mount Sinai. And while he's there, he sees a bush that is burning and the fire is not consuming it. So in verse 3, it says that, 
this is amazing. Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see it. Hallelujah. And then in verse 3, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And then Moses replied, here I am. Revdi has taught us several times on this. I pray that it is not lost on us. That it was only when Moses turned to look, to take a closer look. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, he called to him from the middle of the bush. In other words, Moses could have been standing there, sir, and just be say, oh, eh, eh. Now say the name is you, hey, this is nice. Oh. And then he would just be there, sir. But when he said, I want to go deeper. I want to take a closer look. Then God spoke. Hallelujah. How many want to hear a word from the Lord? He said, men, arise and hear the word of the Lord. Something needs to go deeper. Take a closer look. I don't know about you, but there are so many distractions all around us. That when you take your Bible, you want to read, you want to study. No, something will come. No, this, then. Hallelujah. But God wants us to go deeper. Take a closer look. Put some focus on the thing and look. try to see what is going on here. What is this scripture really saying? Why does it seem to contradict with that other scripture? Oh, or maybe I didn't understand something well. Is there a dictionary that can help? Hallelujah. Is there a concordance that I can go to? Hallelujah. Your strong concordance. Someone needs to pay attention. Men, arise. Hear and obey the word of the Lord. On the first night, we also heard from this scripture that I want to re-emphasize. James 1.22-25 James 1.22-25 It said, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only, otherwise you are only, <laughs> hallelujah. I didn't want to say it so that it would be like, eh, when Pastor Joe came, now, just say, uh, we are fooling ourselves. No, no, no. This one, you read it for yourself. Hallelujah. He said, you are, you are doing what? You are fooling yourself. You owe that down. <laughs> He said, don't just listen if you do that. He said, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. 
verse 24. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Hallelujah. So the blessing is not just in hearing, but it's actually in the doing. So you hear and you do it, then you receive the blessing. Hallelujah. We go back to the story of the man who was lame. He could have heard and sat there and said, Oh, you these people, when you come, now that you are just talking. Rise up, say. Now who whom a condition, no. And many of us, when the word of God is coming to us, these are the thoughts running to our head, through our mind. It's like, they are different counter thoughts. So we don't end up doing what we are hearing. You are reading and you are full of doubt. I'm not saying God does not want you to ask questions. Asking questions is part of going deeper. But do not end up just hearing. Hallelujah. Don't be a hearer only. Is how the King James puts it. But be a doer of God's word. He said that if, in verse 24, if you just hear, you are like someone who has looked at himself in a mirror. And you saw that, ah, it looks like the powder is too much on my face. I'm looking like Caesar. <laughs> Do you know Caesar? <laughs> you are looking like a ghost. A bit too much powder is on your face. And he said, no, 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 this powder there, it's an much more powder as you, Kony. It's very nice. The reason why I'm using guys is that it's guys who are known for their powder skills. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so you've seen that, no, there's a bit too much powder on your face. And then you've forgotten that you have to reduce the powder. You are walking it out. Everyone's looking at you. They don't know how to tell you that, ah, Charlie, I'm not paying. What's going on? <laughs> okay, powder level A, they went on. Hey! And that is how we are, we've heard a powerful sermon. Oh, it blessed me. It was so powerful. In fact, Pastor New Preachy here. And then we go, and nothing. See, if you look carefully into the perfect law of liberty, the law that sets you free, and you do what, you, what it says, and you don't forget what you heard, then, then, will God bless you for doing it. Hallelujah. Men, arise... Hear and obey. We are called to live out our faith in this dark and perverse generation. We are called to live out our faith in this dark and perverse generation. The things that are happening around us Oh, we are too familiar with the things going on. I was just sharing with um, 
um, a group on, on children ministry, and I was telling them about an experience. I got a new phone, and on the phone, they advertised an app. It says a book app. So I thought that, oh, and yeah, maybe a storybook view or so. Ah, maybe a dinner. Romantic, why, why? All of a sudden, it was getting worse and worse. And this is just an apple. I didn't even download it. Are, are you getting me? You don't have to ask for it. They are offering you varieties of ways so that you can be compromised. This is the world we are living in. Hallelujah. Men, arise. Men, arise. And you know, I, I'm always passionate when I'm talking about the children because, you know, I, at least the men, we know how to... But imagine that children have access to these things. We are living in a perverse generation. And we are looking for Christians who will stand out and who we can say that, no, this is a Christian. He shines as a light in this dark world. He is the salt that is preventing the decay. He is the salt that is adding the flavor. But we can't do that if we are not obeying the word. We are called out to, to live out our faith. In the, in the third service, we've been looking at Romans chapter 12, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice. And every time we go in, we realize that, hey, there's so much that God demands of us. Let brotherly love continue. Do not let love be, let love be without hypocrisy. And I keep asking myself, are we Christians at all? Because in the church, it's where you find a lot of the animosity, the backbiting, this one is hating, this person, this person, where TV will come with all factions. It ought not to be so. And God is calling us as men to take the lead. When we say men, we lead. Let us be men in action. Men leading the way so that people can say these are really children of God. These are people who have experienced, who have looked into the law of liberty. And they are living it out. We are called to live out our faith. We are called to be witnesses for Jesus. Both in words and in deed. We are called to share the gospel to those who do not know the Savior. Men arise, hear and obey the word of God. God is calling you to be a witness to talk to someone about the Savior, your Uber driver, your taxi driver, the guy at the filling station, you know that you are a regular there. You come, you say, put on, use my Goyle card or use my this. Is that place that you buy your fuel? But you've never shared the gospel with them. We are called to be witnesses, both in word and in deed. Men, arise, hear, and obey the word. I want us to pray 
for a few minutes concerning these things that the Lord bringing to our attention. I believe that the Lord took us to that scripture about the halt and the lame and the blind and the withered. Because for many men, we feel as though we've been trying, but we can't. But tonight, I came to remind you that Jesus has the solution. If we will turn to him and if we will yield to him, and if we will hear his voice and obey it, we will receive the victory. We will receive the victory that he has prepared for us. So in the next few minutes, I want us to just stand to our feet as we enter into prayer. He said to the man, get up, take up your mat and walk. He's saying to us, men, arise, hear and obey the word. I want you to pray first for yourself. You know your struggles with, first of all, hearing the word, making time to go deeper. You've been living on a fast food diet of the word of God. But tonight you want to pray, Lord, help me to make time for your word. Help me to make time for your word. Help me to go closer and look. Help me to go deeper. Help me to launch out into the deep for a catch. Speak to the Lord for yourself tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, O Lord, to desire your word. To desire your word. Help us to desire your word. Help us to go deeper with your word. In the name of Jesus, in the midst of all the distractions, in the midst of all the, the, the things that are vying for our attention as men, O God, we pray, O God, that you help us to make time to focus on your word. Give us a strong desire so that we will press for your word. So that we will move closer and closer just to hear your voice in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will, you will stir up that desire, that relentless desire that we will not give up so easily. That we will press. That we will press to hear your word in the name of Jesus. Speak to the Lord in the name of Jesus. And we want to move beyond just hearing to being obedient to the word of the Lord. Move from just hearing to being obedient to the word of the Lord. We want to pray, Lord, help us not to be hearers only. Not to be excited about hearing the word only. But that will be doers. Whatever we hear, Lord, help us to be able to live it out. Help us that wherever we find ourselves, no matter who is watching, no matter who is not watching, may we stand out as believers, may we stand out as Christians, may we stand out as the salt of the earth, may we be that light 
that is not placed under a bushel, but that is set up to light the whole house. May we be that city on the hill. In the name of Jesus. Somebody speak to the Lord tonight. In the name of Jesus. Oh, help us, Lord, to arise and to hear that word and to obey it, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let there be a stirring within us, O oh God. Mandaraya kahalaya baha. Rokoto videlele kahasatahaya baha. Rende lala kabros to koto 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 hu. Rende leya zandalaya baha. Ra adori e kasondalaya baha baha. Ra adaya brakatakatakadaya In the name of Jesus. Madakatakatakadaya baha. Now we want to pray for those who are blind, those who are impotent, those who are halt, and those who are withered. We just want to pray. I believe that there are certain, there are some of us who are feeling that we are powerless, we are unable, we feel like all the, our power is drained. We've lost the will to fight. And you know, sometimes these, these situations come about as a result of some of the experiences you've been through. Something happened. You used to be on fire. Somebody didn't talk well. Something happened. You got offended and you just feel like now everything is a very difficult, it's like an uphill journey. Even coming to church is a problem. Powerless, impotent. What a pray. For as many men as are struggling with this impotence, feel helpless, feel like there is no desire. Their prayer lives have withered. Their Bible study lives have withered. You want to pray, Lord, cause a revival, cause a refreshing, cause a stirring, O Lord, tonight. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice in prayer for every man. Who is going through this difficult time? In the name of Jesus. Mandaraya kahadabaha. Redia lazose tekere yebehe. Rasata kabrondululubu. Rendilia kasondarayabaha. Ra adi lele kadayabaha. Rakata kata 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 kata. Radalalalalalalalalabaha. Rende velelelelelelelelelelelebehebe. Rakasende de yevadayabahayabaha. Re yadaraya basundoro yo buhurubu rakasende le yebahaya baha rabasia nananananaba rakataraya bahaya baha rakataraya baranadaralaba rekedededededededededebe rekete kasiandaraya baha in the name of Jesus let there be a stirring of God revive Again, revive us again. Let your spirit within us. 
give us renewed vision. Cause us to see like you see. Cause us to see one more time. Cause us to see the things that you've spoken to us about. The things that you placed in our hearts that we were so excited about that we felt that you were going to use us to do. Lord, open our eyes. Let's just speak to the Lord tonight. We are praying for all men who are going through this. For lack of vision, my people perish. Lord should touch and restore. 